ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of all ages, now the show you've been all waiting for, Mr. 702 from Las Vegas is going to speak to you. Right, so we're back again, another podcast and another serious subject to talk to you, my fans out there in the world, all over the place, because today we're going to talk about the war in Ukraine. Can you believe we're going on 78 days of this war nonstop with Russia? Putin, what the hell's wrong with you, man? We're still at war. They're still fighting. I'll tell you what, Putin was not expecting this from the Ukrainians. But today, I brought Ukrainians here to the podcast. We have two Ukrainians here today, and they're going to speak about their families that are still facing this war. We'll start with you first. My name is Tatiana. Okay, Tatiana, where are you from? And I was born in the east of Ukraine, city called Lugansk, which is now everybody called Donbass area. So. Thank you. Uh, my name is Tatiana, also. <laughs> I'm from uh, Kherson. It's like... It's been occupied by Russia right now, so south part of Ukraine. Wow. The war in Ukraine. I understand this war has been going on really since 2014, and you guys were a part of that. And I want to know the experience that you had when that all took place in 2014. My experience was as um, I was visiting my hometown, um, back in 2013 um and i have no idea what's really going on till we have a revolution started in 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 kiev uh back in december i realized that while i was um visiting some things were happening i think that time ukraine tried to be european union correct and i started researching more so while i was leaving that time i said to myself okay it's i wanted to know more Back, I was flying uh, back to, back to Los Angeles uh, from Kiev Airport. Uh, my dad messaged me that they were found uh, um, bombs, and they were almost closed the airport. I, I thought it was kind of strange. Uh, never happened things like that in Ukraine. And um, fast forward, uh, December, January, February, things are escalating on the Maidan in Kiev. And uh, all of a sudden, uh, my sister decided to just leave to Kiev because she has opportunity to go. And uh, a month later, my mom uh, came to Kiev just to help her. All of a sudden, um, I hear things were saying that a lot of troops going towards um, border of um, Russian Ukraine on where I'm from, Lugansk. And that time, I was start working at Google, and I was a lot of time spent on the computer. So, and I started watching things start getting escalated where uh, people basically saying you need, your, your rest of your family need to leave Lugansk ASAP. And sure, you know, the first thing was come first. They start, you know, one bomb uh, came in the middle of um, the city, it, you know, was a government building. There are a lot of like, people get injured. And I thought it was really crazy me watching this stuff. There's the first experience. Uh, from that point, there was, I forgot exactly which month, was early like spring. Slowly but surely, things start escalating. And basically, we begged my dad to leave and escape to go to Kiev, uh, capital of Ukraine, 
to uh, um, to leave. While that happened, it's already a lot of uh, bombing start going on in my hometown. He left on the last train, which is, I mean, I thought I'm gonna get a gray hair while I was watching things happening, and just for him to escape. He escaped on the last train. Uh, even he said there was a bomb blow up right next to the train station, and he literally left, and they bombarded the whole railway after he left. So that was the first experience, and no one there was in Logansk while I was, you know, um, while I was here in the United States, and they were refugees in Kiev at least for eight months while my whole entire hometown was bombarded, bombs everywhere, a lot of people die, and uh, a lot of people here didn't really realize, and people in Ukraine that actually um, where I grew up, buildings were having, you know, destroyed and and things were shaken and our balcony only got damaged with like the, the glass shutter and stuff like that and but um, we, we don't know. I didn't know that the work can come actually right next to it. So that was the first original my experience. You know, it was really hard to know that my family have to, they lost, they left everything and um, those six, eight months Till they, they they allowed them to kind of go back. It was terrifying that time. So. Wow. How was the experience for you living in you know in this place that you really have no control over? Things are just dying and blowing up around you. No, they took easier like on Crimea because I was studying in Crimea and I was taking a train to to go to my city. So one day I was just like taking train from my city to Crimea where I was studying. And the Russian military just entered the train, like, with the guns, <laughs> like, all serious. And th they knock, because you have, like, coupe, coupe, mm -hmm. like, closed uh, room in the train. So they knock, and, like, like, it's early morning. So I, like, open, and I see this guy standing with a gun, and he's like, can I see your documents? I'm like, no. <laughs> like, my documents, no. Like, I, I'm going there, like, every week. Why would they show you my document, any document? So he's like, okay, I'm gonna, next time I'm gonna take you off the train if you won't have like any documents with you. So they already like occupied the, the territory. It was easier with Crimea because it's actually a lot of Russians in Crimea. So they just like, they brought people there. They like m made a protest. Like we, go, we wanna be ra part of Russia and everything was like kind of quiet. So they just took over Crimea. Wow, that's an experience. Well, you know what? We're going to go to a small little commercial. And when we come back, we're going to talk to both of you because I understand that your fathers are still over there. And I want to see how it's going for them. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. You're speaking with Mr. 702. I'm Mr. 702, and I want to remind you all to subscribe to my website, Mr702.com. Or you can check me out on all my social outlets at Facebook, Instagram, and, of course, TikTok. And we're back. Like we were talking about 78 days into this war. A lot of people are dying. And uh, Putin was not expecting these Ukrainians to fight back as hard as they are doing. And they are keeping their ground. Uh, we're here talking to two Ukrainians today that have gone through a lot in their history and their life. And we're going to continue talking with them. They still have their fathers over there. And uh, 78 days into this war, 
what kind of memories does this bring back and how, you know knowing that your father is still there you know it brings a lot of memories back um 2014 but also um my dad is i guess in a way because uh, russia took over um the city he's in right now he in some way feel protected but um to me it's nothing really safe anywhere where russians control now so it's very um, terrifying experience, you know, just to know that y every day you just leave just hoping that, you know, my dad is there, is okay, he's alive. You know, he will, you know, hopefully he, he make up his mind to escape. But for now, he's there and, you know, just have to live with that. Um, just pray and um, do whatever we can here to help our family, so. To watch this unfold on TV, to see so many dead bodies. It's, it's, it's very, um, experience cannot ex express any words because uh, you one thing you, you, you hear about things and another thing you know, everything is going on. Um, and you see this, not only we watch TV, we have also um, Telegram channels uh, that we, um, a lot of people post things actually from the battlefield or from the certain things, and uh, our, our heart's bleeding every day, you know, it's not nothing like we wake up and then we hope it's always a bad dream, but the dream when you wake up, it's always the same, and more people dying, you know, more stuff happening, and we just hope it's just gonna end soon, and, and, and you know, peace will, will come to Ukraine, you know, and that's what we're hoping, just, you know, our family is alive, and uh, we, we just, you know, we're here. We, we're okay, but m mentally we're there. So our soul is, is, is um, it hurt w with them, even when we're not there. So. And you still have a lot of family there, don't you? I, I still have a lot of family there. Um, one of my family members, she was in a um, city in Bucha where they found a lot of dead bodies and she was there for 10 days under a bombing and I was hoping and praying she's okay. She did escape under bullets and everything. She, you know, just took her car and just started driving. Um, they're okay, they're safe, you know. Some people in the middle of Ukraine, you know, um, do we just check up on them, you know, see, make sure they're okay. My my immediate family right now they uh, escape in Berlin, so they are safe as far as um, they're not, uh, you know. But they also are the refugees now, so they need to find a way to help them and make sure they're okay. And we just every day just going day by day. What do they tell you the last time you talked to them? I mean, to just leave everything behind and have to escape just to be able to survive. You know. Um, if I'll show you, I, I, if I show my photo of my sister and my niece while they were escaping from Kiev, this 12 years old girl and my sister, she's 34, you can see everything in their face. They're just terrified. They don't know why they're going through that. They're shaking, they, you know, but now I see um, souls and hearts of Ukrainians, um, even difficult moments like that, they, they pull themselves together and they fight. So even it's so hard and everything, I see there's the strength come out, you know, from their, the bottom of their soul and the heart. And um, even if I see so much pain in, in, in their, even in their face, my sister was 
she doesn't know she was in shock, shock state because she never drove she she told me the the, the first day they hear the bombing in the morning they wake up i said what do i do what do i do I, and i said well you, you, you just do what you think is best right now we don't know now i see on tv news where people are trying to escape they shoot them while they're trying to escape so now I'm thinking, oh my God, what I what I, I can't suggest her to just go somewhere, and I said, just pray to God. I said, please taking care of my sister, my niece, because my sis, my niece is 12 years old and she doesn't really know. She was in Lugansk when you know she she was born in Lugansk, where I was from, but she was four years old when um, when uh, war started. So now she is now what the war is, but she never felt anything like close to her, and. My sister said, "Where well, we hiding? We hiding in, in, in like hallway." So I go, "Careful, careful!" And the night, I fell asleep, and there was there were their morning. Next thing I know, she said, "We find somebody. We on the way to uh, leave Ukraine." And for for four, uh, so for nine hours, that while they're trying to go through to Poland, the, the Ukrainian army told them, "Don't go there." because it's going to be bombing. So they turn them around, go down to Moldova, and I'm on the phone just trying to get them, make sure, you know, and, and she was hoping and praying that Moldova take them. And I said, Moldova will take you, just go there. And some random family in Moldova, they just grab them and take them over, and they're the first release. I felt my sister so strong and my little niece is so strong, they got this. And then it was former other countries where they have to go through and people on the way helping and you know, that was a quite experience, the first, uh, f second, third, fourth, and fifth day of the war. And that's pretty much, you know, what my experience was. Wow. And your dad, what was the last time you talked to him? Uh, I'm, I messaged him um, yesterday. So he just sent me stuff in Lugansk. It's okay. He does garden. He just sent me photos. He's okay. He's trying to occupy his mind. No, no. He just trying to get, he trying to stay uh, a positive. Even, you know, I'm here pulling my hair off and just thinking like, okay, uh, that, you know, because he's already went through this and they already lost everything. So he's trying to hold on to something that it's for him, you know, even in the way I was hoping they will be together. So I will have little release at least them there together but he's okay um you know and um it's just every day just a battle of staying in peace you know and my mom is now is in in, in germany he studied german she's trying to learn in uh, 67 years old now she's she's a fighter too because of how she decided uh, uh well she didn't decide my sister said hey do you wanna we want to do this we're going to get you this. And she said, okay, I'm getting a ticket to go there. So taking the bus from Lugansk to go to Moscow. I'm like, oh, my God, they're going through Moscow. What? How is she going to – Ukrainian? What, she doesn't even have a passport from oh Lugansk People's Republic if they're asking them to have this new passport. And somehow her friend helped taking care of her. And she's I just hoping, God, please let her get out of Russia you know, quick as possible, and all of a sudden she's out of uh, uh, Moscow. She's, she's, I'm in uh, Riga, I'm in Latvia, you know, I'm, I'm here. And I said, oh my goodness. So now I, I, I made another win, you know, and my mom is a fighter too. <laughs> she's not giving up. And the, this little, you know how we survive. I think we have little um, victories every day of something. 
you know, we're hoping like something here, you know, somebody help our country or something to do and we're collecting positive uh, moments so we can stay sane here and help our female and our country as much as we can. Incredible. We're going to go to another short break. And when we return, we're going to keep on going with the questions. There's a lot of questions still to come. And this topic is very hot. 78 days into this endless war with Putin behind the wheel. We'll be right back. Hey, everyone. I want to invite you all to listen to my show, Talking with Mr. 702. Every day from Monday to Friday, don't miss it. We got a lot of hot topics of everything that's happening in Las Vegas and around the world. Don't miss it. Listen to me on Spotify or podcasts, guidotv.com, and all my other social media outlets. Thank you. And we're back 78 days in Ukraine, this endless war. And a question I have for you guys is to see these videos, to see these dramatic videos of these cities destroyed, but yet you grew up there, you know, what can you tell me about that? You know, um, everything looks like it's a dead town now where people, you know, not only buildings and you see people burying and everything, it's, it, it, it is ghost towns, it's dead towns. It, it brings, you know, almost like they just, take away your childhood, you know, and places where you, you, you remember yourself, you have videos, you know, I'm an 80s baby, so my dad used to do a lot of, uh, he's a photographer, a videographer, so he used to do all this old videos of us being on the beach, you know, Azov Sea, you know, where all this, like, it just was beautiful memories for us. Now, I look at the stuff, and you think, like, why would you take it away, even just people you don't even know, I don't even live in Ukraine anymore, but to bring back my childhood in a point where, like, it's destroyed, you know, and, and, and people who live there, it's especially Mariupol, it's still stuff going on now, we just, it's no words to explain how difficult just to see, you know, it's been taken away for, for who knows, you know, for how long it's going to be happening and, 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 w and, and when they're going to be rebuilt or anything. But you can never get everything back to it was because it's already been, you know, especially Mariupol gets down to like no buildings there uh, is actual buildings. So many people die there too. Now your military, you guys, did you ever expect this from your military to hold Russia for so many days? And even destroy two of their battleships. Ukrainians destroyed two battleships of Russia. That's a real big deal. That's a lot of Russian sailors. So he's over there throwing parades. Like if he's got victory. Mm -hmm. But yet he's lying to his people. And people, Russian people, are also dying in this endless war. If you had a chance to say anything to Vladimir Putin. What would you tell him? You know, I really uh, wouldn't want to talk to him, number one, because um, I don't associate myself with this type of people. Um, I if I ever spoke to him in person, if he is was in a normal mind, a person, you know, just he needs to stop the war and hands off, please, of Ukraine, you know, have a lot of stuff to do in Russia. But I'm not uh, a political you know, person. I don't do any 
you know, I'm not a diplomat, you know, it would be nice to talk to him and, and make sense of things that more I know about not just the countries, but the world and, and planet Earth and, and, you know, our life in general on, on this Earth. But for some reason, um, to be honest with you, Ukraine right now, it's a point of probably rebirth, like the old Earth, you know, and going through the suffering for other people to see where uh, evil can rise to the to the earth and, and you can like legitimately you know everybody see it and they understand it but it's hard to com confront you know the person what did you say only thing you can say just leave us alone you know let the people be let the country be you know i mean i grew up in, in ussr L ukraine was ukrainian uh, you, you know republic that time uh, we all were sisters and brothers, you know, we all fight and, and protect our, our land back in World War II, you know, we're all being together. And we have uh, relatives, I'm half Russian, half Ukrainian, you, you have... Yeah, you know, I, have, I have relatives in Russia, and like the hardest thing is to, like, for them it's hard to accept uh, that, they, that there is a war, and they're actually telling us that they trying to protect us. They're going to the parade, my family, like some members, mm -hmm. like family members, they actually were texting my mom saying like, oh, we're gonna take like picture of my grandfather and just go to the parade and like, we're trying to, s we're trying to save you guys, just like yeah. keep, keep tight. And like, <laughs> you're not saving us. <laughs> you're killing our people. Wow, so you have family that's Russian that is in Russia right now, and that they're telling you everything's okay? Yeah, they, they tell them, like, calm down, guys, we're going to save you. Just stay mm -hmm. tight, be safe, we're going to save you soon. We're under their bombs? Mm -hmm. Yeah. That, that, that's, that's the propaganda. Russia has been doing that for, you know, people, even for our families. Um, you know, like, my, my dad is only in, in Lugansk, the, the Russian television, so he only watched that, and he also yeah. thinks that the Russian army will protect him and save him, which is, you know, they, 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 the way the television works there, you know, that's why her family is thinking that they're saving us. And I said, well, you guys, if you want to see how you're saving, you literally, like, I see video, well, not only videos, but people on Telegram canal posted saying, well, the Russians playing a uh, safari game on the kids. You know what safari game means on the kids? It means they tell the kid run and they start shooting in their legs. So I said, okay, well, if the Russian people who is, has a normal mind and heart and soul and not crazy in their head, they understand that then they're not saving anybody. You actually bring the uh, death into Ukraine. There is not saving. We, we don't need to be saved. Everyone, you can tell that Ukrainians are very strong. They can save themselves if they need to. That's why they're fighting so much back because uh, they're, they're, well, I, I already watched for last, you know, a few years, you see that we have some things and never, they never give up. They're trying to like, they, even they want, you know, they're trying to get to European Union, they stop them. They're trying to, and now this is the harsh way to t to stop them not to go anywhere right so you have to kill people scare them more and no you're going to be under us you can't but the ukrainians might not that they're going to fight back and that's you know it is a strong the most terrifying thing ever after my 
grandparents told me about World War II and things were happening, you know, and everything. It's very similar, right, to like the stories we know and everything, but it's now we in this, in our reality, it's almost like they watch uh, the, the most um, crazy horror movies, you know, and they do those things in the real world. And it's just, you know, it's not, it's not explainable. We wish people in Russia watch or talk to somebody and, and, and understand that there is no point for us to <laughs> pretend in saying that, oh, you know, guys, yeah, with this happening, yeah, well, of course we need help, you know, let, let's help us. We don't want to be in Ukraine anymore. But none of people that I know, they say they want to go and be Russian, even, <laughs> you know. We, we know our country, we know our language, you know, we, spo we speak both. I speak Russian and I speak Ukrainian, and she is. So we know, especially now, we actually practice, you know, we speak more Ukrainian. Even from uh, Eastern Ukraine, we don't really, you know, it's our first language is Russian, but I specifically, you know, practice and, you know, we, we, we empower our culture in a way, even here. You know, we're fighting to show the world <coughs> There is no way any country, you know, going to be under pressure somebody and take it away. And on top of that, you're killing innocent people for, for what? Or ki you know what I mean? Uh, animals, kids, we were talking about today. Like, they, they don't know. Uh, people trying to save. But look, it's, it's all they're human. You can, you can run, hide. You can f try to survive. But this, you know, innocent uh, kids, you know how the story is, a guy, little kid walk by himself to the border, you know, or, or, or people leave their pets, you know, starving, or, or they just got sh shot. What, did you see the video? They're like the, the horses, the oh stable, yeah. they just bomb blow up and just burn alive for what? Are you saving the horsey? <laughs> mm -hmm. That's not, that's not a, a, you know, right way. So. You know, it's kind of crazy, to be honest with you. Like, wow. <laughs> like well, here's one for you. Uh, in Russian, what would you tell Vladimir Putin? <laughs> just leave us alone. <laughs> you heard it here, folks. Ukrainians oh, just want to say, leave us alone. We want to say fine before February 24th. We're fine. Like, whoever wants to go to Russia, they go to Russia. Whoever wants to go somewhere else, they go. But, like, people who stay there... They stay in there for a reason. And I went there in summertime, like everything was great. Beautiful city, beautiful restaurants, happy people. It, it, I, I'm, since the war started, for me, my experience is it's been incredible. Because, I mean, you have a comedian that's president that's proven to be a great leader. You have people from the arts, uh, actors. Ukrainians that really stepped it up and said, we're here. We're not going anywhere. We're not going to go quiet into the night. We're going to fight. Mm -hmm. And that's what they've been doing. And to me, Ukrainians, I'm very proud of them. I say it every time on my pod shows because they are making a difference and they're giving Russia a run for their money. So you heard it here, folks. These Ukrainians, their mission to tell Putin is just leave us alone. <laughs> Not too much to ask. Destruction everywhere. War 78 days into it. And for what? Incredible. Well, it's all for today, guys. I'm Mr. 702. And reminding you all to learn to live life. Don't let life 
outlive you. Hey everyone, I want to invite you to listen in to my podcast every day from Monday through Friday. We got hot topics that we're going to be discussing and talking about from here in Las Vegas and around the world. You don't want to miss this podcast because it's going to be burning hot with these topics. Don't miss it. From Monday to Friday, talking to Mr. 702. I'm Mr. 702, and I want to remind you all to subscribe to my website, Mr702.com, or you can check me out on all my social outlets at Facebook, Instagram, and, of course, TikTok.